support for this cubic life comes from all natural camel milk. Sometimes being thirsty hits you in the face with a pair of hooves and drops you to the ground and leaves you in a coma for like five years. Like a camel. That is why all natural camel milk is rated the number one camel milk in the world for five years in a row. The rich, creamy, luxurious taste of purified, processed, and precious camel milk goes down like lukewarm lemonade on a hot summer day. And now there is camel milk vanilla and camel milk mocha. Camel milk, thicker than oatmeal since 1955. Available at Walmart and other select stores near you. From WHK Radio Brandon, it's This Cubicle Life, I'm Ezra Bass. Hello, and welcome to episode two of This Cubicle Life, where we explore the strange, the unknown, the bizarre, and the paranormal. All stories shared between coworkers working a little too closely to each other in an unnamed law firm. Our first episode, Sights on Mars, was one for the record books, ladies and gentlemen. We've been getting reports of people listening from all over the country. There have been tens and tens upon tens of plays for episode one. And it's made us realize that we were pretty much on the right track. And that there's definitely a deep desire to explore things that are considered a little fringe. In fact, I received a congratulatory voicemail last night from an unexpected fan. Yeah, come on. This is Barack. I just wanted to call and congratulate you on putting out your very first podcast. Michelle and I are fans of the podcast, and Sasha and Malia are fans of the podcast, too. I tried to get Joe Biden to listen to it, but uh, he's too scared. Michelle and I, we're looking forward to listening to more of your podcast. Good luck. Unbelievable, I know. You can only imagine my surprise when I listened to it for the first time. You can't get any more inspired than getting a voicemail from the President of the United States, I think. So, to follow up, it only makes sense for this Cubicle Life to discuss something that's a little bit more personal. And that is why episode two is going to be about something that has haunted me ever since I was a kid. It's something that sends shivers down my spine when I think about it. There's only a few people within my circle of trust that really know about my deepest fear. And the truth is, it's going to sound a little odd, a little strange, and it just might take you to a place that will keep you awake in the middle of the night. I'm, of course, talking about shadow people. What the hell are shadow people, you might be wondering. Now, some of you already have an idea what they are. For those a little uninformed, here's an overview. They're not ghosts, they're not demons, they're not spirits. They are very much their own thing. And there is a mystery and lore behind them. You might be wondering what they are and what it means to see one. But before we get there, let me tell you about one of the earliest memory that I've had that to this day 
still sends shivers down my spine. It felt like a hundred years ago. I couldn't remember exactly how old I was. I was probably two or three years old. I mean, I was a baby. But how I've managed to remember this so vividly for this long, I couldn't tell you. I just remember lying in bed and I was dozing off to sleep after staring at the ceiling fan above me. And, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night for no apparent reason. It wasn't like I got up suddenly. I just remember slowly opening my eyes because something was casting a light on my face. I opened my eyes and for as long as I live, I'll never forget what I saw next. So the hallway lights were on and the door to my room was wide open. And standing there at the entrance to my room was a silhouette of a woman. I couldn't tell what her features were at all. She just stood there as a figure made of complete darkness. And she was made even more dark by the fact that the hallway light was in the background. To this day, I remember what it felt like to feel the fear creep up over me as I immediately closed my eyes. I remember looking through my peripherals and slightly opening my eyes to see if she was still there. She was. The scariest thing of all was that she never moved. I remember wishing I could wake up my parents to alert them, to tell them that there was a stranger that broke into my room and was watching me, but no matter how much I tried, I couldn't find myself the ability to scream. She just stood there, and all I could do was just close my eyes. She didn't make any gestures. She didn't, she didn't even move a muscle. But I knew she was looking at me. I closed my eyes as tight as I could. And I made sure they stay that way till I went to sleep again. I can recall that moment as if it happened yesterday. I remember the yellow light. I remember the hallway. I remember the door that was wide open. And I remember the standing shadow figure of a woman, motionless, looking at me. And nothing has made me feel fear quite like that moment. Now, I could go on and on and tell you about what I think shadow people are, but I would much rather have someone more connected to these type of things explain this to you. So that is why for episode two, we have a special guest. Enter Natalia Kuna. For episode two, I reach out to someone who I knew had a background in understanding these type of things. So luckily for me and for this cubicle life, she agreed to become a part of this podcast and offer her thoughts and opinions about what shadow people are. First, a little background on Natalia. She comes with multiple experiences with the spiritual and the paranormal. 
I'm a highly intuitive, empathic, aware and energy sensitive person. So I've always felt like I also had some kind of sense of purpose in the world. And it's been a really long spiritual journey. Uh, Throughout my lifetime, I've had a lot of both spiritual as well as paranormal type experiences. I always felt like I was in touch in some way to a kind of mystical or other world reality, but at the same time, while being very grounded and real, which I feel is important because a lot of people can get really lost or derailed in this whole spiritual world. And so being grounded and staying true, uh, learning, being authentic to you and staying in the light as much as possible is so important. I've always had a natural affinity with the angels, having seen one as a child. And then as an adult, I trained with someone that's really well known in the industry. So I became certified as an intuitive reader working with the angels. And I learned to receive messages as well as tune into people's energy and provide uh, healing or energy clearing. Now that we know a little bit about Natalia, let's just get to it. Natalia, could you give us an overview of what shadow people are and what they look like? Um, So that we're all clear, I really define a shadow person mostly as uh, what appears as a kind of black, opaque, phantom-like figure that is um, dark. It's kind of a silhouette form and very shadow-like. They seem to be, for the most part, quite tall, so approximately seven feet tall, so taller than the average tall human. Um, And there's a few different variations. So often they're seen um, as just the kind of black shadow form with no eyes or no fine details such as fingers, toes or facial features. But some people do report seeing them with red or green eyes and other people report them uh, with certain details. So they definitely notice things like the limbs and then certain people fingers and that kind of thing Um, other people see them as just kind of a more blob like anomalous dark shadow shape Uh, and others as different shapes so there's the notion that they morph or shape shift and that can they can even appear like uh, some kind of dark creature So this is the first time I'm hearing that there are variations in how shadow people appear. I have to tell you, I feel a little uneasy knowing that in the middle of the night these things can just appear in the dark and all you'll be able to see are their eyes. Natalia, could you you get into the specifics of what shadow people are? I would say they're definitely some kind of form of energy or entity because that's how they're experienced. For the most part, um, they do seem to have a kind of intelligence, which is interesting. Um, They also seem to be interdimensional, which I personally actually associate to be quite similar to how people experience Bigfoot type creatures, um, in that they seem to be able to move between worlds or dimensions and also don't seem to be friendly Um, and there is a theory that there's some kind of form of perhaps a demon or jinn some kind of otherworldly um, being of some kind possibly even alien uh, or a thought form entity they feel very hostile 
intimidating, parasitic and evil, so malevolent, although there have been some people that have said they did not feel that, so I guess that might depend on the person or the experience or what they are actually experiencing and whether indeed that is a shadow person. They seem to not speak in any audible way, so no verbal communication, um, but it does seem that in some cases there is perhaps some kind of telep telepathy going on or some kind of mind signaling or frequencies that are aimed to or directed at the person in order to send some kind of message, even if it's on a subconscious level, or terrify the person or send a kind of intense, threatening kind of signal to show that they are there, that they are watching, and perhaps even that they'll return, even if that's just an empty threat. How do you think people experience this? What is it like for them? Uh, usually it's on a person's property or out somewhere, sometimes in nature, um, or could be in any other building. At worst, they will actually come inside the house, but often it's outside of the house because there seems to be, I found, um, some kind of boundary between the worlds. So they can only access not only um, for a short period of time, but also only to a point or level. So they're limited in their interaction. But at worst, people have seen them inside their bedrooms, usually hovering in the doorway. And again, that seems to be a point of they can only come in so far. Um, but in some cases, the shadow figure has actually come right up to the person, uh, usually when they're sleeping or lying in bed, and they um, physically interact by um, touching the person, um, mostly like kind of pushing down on them or something like that. Um, and again, the person's completely paralyzed. It's like they can't move. So it's kind of like a sleep paralysis situation. Sometimes uh, that is the person's actually awake and experiencing this and at other times in their dream state. So anyone could can dream of a um, shadow person um, and I've experienced them both in person as well as uh, through the dreams. How do most people react when they see a shadow person? The common reactions that people have when they experience a shadow person is that they're scared, terrified, frozen, can't move, as I've stated before. Um, and so that seems to be the common denominator. And there's also after effects in some cases. So for some people, they'll only experience it once, maybe twice in their lifetime. And other people, it seems to be ongoing, uh, like they feel stalked. So the after effects can be that you just feel like you have lower energy, you feel oppressed. You might feel that you or your home is haunted, that you're being watched and you don't feel like yourself. Um, so there could be some PTSD type symptoms or you could have anxiety, grief and paranoia, which is quite common. Um, so any little noise or thing that you see in the corner of your eye, you might think is a shadow person. Um, and you possibly might have more paranormal activity or dark nights of the soul. Could you tell us what it was like for you when you saw a shadow person? So in my case, um, I saw a shadow figure in my dream state, but it was one of those dreams that you just know is so real and not just a dream. So I knew it was a real um, experience. And basically the shadow figure was in my Vagola area 
again, so outside the property, not able to come into the home. And I feel that that's because I have protection on some level, working with the angels and so on. Uh, but uh, this figure gave the feeling of intimidation in a really big way. And I also recall personally, and this is personal to me, but it felt like it was giving me a warning that there are things changing in the world and that later I understood that to mean the awakening process that is happening and all the changes and shifts that are indeed happening in the world. But so it did have a feeling of a kind of warning or a sort of um, impending doom coming and I just remember how terrifying that felt and in my dream I was with my friend and we were both um, sort of hugging each other and just like couldn't move we were completely frozen at the same time without me knowing my husband was experiencing having um, seen and felt like a shadow presence and that he's being followed by this presence between work and home and I had no idea because he didn't tell me um, but later when he did tell me it all made sense and the timing matched with my dream which further validated that it was really happening um, and it's happened to him again since so in recent times he, my husband's best friend passed away and afterwards my husband kept talking about feeling like this shadow presence again feeling uh, followed and watched and just this sort of oppressive feeling he felt so oppressed and of course he was grieving over his best friend but also it was real a real experience happening for him so in his words he felt like the green reaper was coming for him and that he was next but of course that didn't happen and my intuition told me otherwise but that's the kind of feeling that these kinds of figures can give to a person of course i mean just thinking about it just creeps me out so it only makes sense that our minds would find a connection between seeing these things and associating them with probably the most famous personification of death. Speaking of which, could you tell us about the different kinds of shadow people that people have experienced? There seems to be one predominant kind of shadow person, which is the description I've already told you of the sort of the black shadow human figure that's quite tall. But there are said to be several types according to different sources. However, I do personally like to keep a level head about this whole thing and, you know, and I think it's important to be careful not to say that this is for sure what they are or that there's X number of types of them. And, you know, that is something that's still a mystery um, and that we can't verify in a hurry. But um, so I would prefer to say that we should be really open to what a shadow person uh, might be and that, yes, indeed, um, there are possibly different forms and variations of them. So let me just break it down uh, into uh, certain categories that will help people out there. So um, firstly, there's the typical shadow figure, as I've already described. Then there's the shadow figure with the red or green eyes. Then there is one which people refer to as Hat Man. Now that one seems to be the most dangerous or intimidating one. Uh, very stark and haunting. So this is like a shadow figure wearing a hat and often or sometimes a coat too. The hat is kind of like a fedora. And again, it doesn't look like a normal hat, as in a hat of colour, a physical hat or a physical coat. It's just part of the silhouette, the, so the overall image. Now, there's different theories as to what that might be, and some people think there's a connection with the men in black. So that's something to think about. Wow. 
You know, I have a friend named Saucy that works with me, and he mentioned the Hatman too. I asked him to tell me more about Hatman, but he just gave me a look and walked away. I think I'm starting to understand why. What else can you tell us about how these things appear? Sometimes people see the shadow person as a kind of dark anomalous shape, um, that so not like the perfect sort of humanesque figure or even as a creature form so that could be another type also then there's what i would call a sort of lighter shadow so it's more humanesque uh, so to me that kind is like a spirit so i would say an evil spirit since we're talking about negative entities here so sometimes people mistake that as a shadow person or you could say perhaps it's a category of a shadow person so I really leave that up to each person to decide for themselves um, so I've experienced this one also so this uh, to me really feels more like um, someone that was previously a human and now they're a deceased spirit in their human life they were a rather negative or dark individual um, now how dark that is is also up to uh, scrutiny uh, but perhaps let's say that could just be a really really negative mean nasty sort of abusive person or right up the spectrum to someone who was like a psychopath or a killer or something like that um, but let's just say in general a negative spirit and they can appear so you know often people do see spirits as shadows so that's also something that you can decide whether you want to categorize as a authentic shadow person what i can't seem to understand natalia is that what is it that these things want what do they want with us should we be afraid well, this is a really interesting question and I could actually answer it in two ways as both yes and no. So let me explain. Um, on one hand, let's call it the lower hand. Yes, of course be afraid because most people that have experienced them have had a negative or terrible experience and have been absolutely terrified by them. So um, we can tell from that that they seem to be malevolent, so therefore to be cautious of them. But on the other hand, let's call this the higher hand. No, don't be afraid because the greatest spiritual truth is that fear wins. So that means that so long as people are in fear, the negative energy, in this case, the shadow person wins and therefore he can affect and influence the person. I believe that the intentions could be any of the following. So maybe they're observing or watching us, kind of like uh, what people call the watchers, because they do have that kind of presence and give people that feeling. Possibly they're recording us in some way, collecting data, possibly for some kind of nefarious purpose uh, or some unknown purpose. Um, now, a lot of people feel that they're feeding off our energy, so that's certainly um, a definite possibility because like any kind of parasitic energy, uh, they can be quite vampiric and they do feed off uh, our life force energy. Uh, they also might have some kind of intention that is nefarious such as uh, wanting to intimidate people, place people in fear mode because let's face it there is a lot of negative energy out there now through both spirit form as well as on earth through humans or even some people might say 
uh, aliens. So uh, there definitely are people who are trying to lower the vibration of Earth either way that you look with it, and they do work with entities. So that's one aspect. Also, are, also are they here to warn people? Are they some kind of omen? Are they some kind of guidance or message system? For we are to remember that there is both light and dark and that our world is one of duality and contrast, that there is um, a purpose for this and we are to learn from that. Let's say one of our listeners wanted to know what to do. You know, if they if they ever saw one or they experienced shadow people, what would you tell them? I get a lot of people contacting me, sharing their experiences about shadow people. And there seem to be many semblances between their stories, as well as the feeling that they are so scared and paranoid and wondering why the heck are they having these experiences? And they really don't know what to do. So a lot of people are stalked by these things and plagued by the whole reality of this kind of dark oppression. So firstly, I want to tell people to remember that you are in charge, you hold the power, not the shadow person. Now we can apply this also to any kind of negative energy or entity. So I always do like to say say that to empower people. Do stay empowered, stand your ground and remember that you are strong and that you do have a force of your own and that there is a force of good that can work with you, for you. So stand in your own light and summon the light. So now that we have a thorough understanding of what shadow people are, I wanted to talk about another co-worker of mine. For those of you who have listened to episode one, You know that at work, I sit very closely to someone that I call Saucy. Saucy's all about tattoos, dressing like he's from another time, and he shares the weirdest and strangest stories and conspiracy theories while we're working. It's a miracle I get anything done, to be honest with you. He's just a tenacious kind of guy. Well, sitting across from him is someone who has no choice but to listen to Saucy's antics on a daily basis. Her name is Guinevere, but everyone just calls her Gwen. So, let me give you an idea of what Gwen is like. So, there's a couple of things you need to understand about Gwen. She tends to be a bit on the quiet side. That's actually kind of an understatement. There have been times where I'm working on something, and I don't hear so much as a whisper in the office. So, I get up to look around, and sure enough, Gwen is at her desk researching something. She has jet black hair and has the most intense and striking pair of green eyes I have ever seen on a person. I take that back, they're not green, they're they're emerald. When she walks, she has a tendency to always look down and avoid other people's gazes. She just has a habit of avoiding eye contact. When Gwen carries a conversation with you, she looks at you while she is talking But when it's your turn, she looks elsewhere, slowly in all directions, like she's constantly surveying the area. I noticed her one time looking away from her computer and staring towards the ceiling a couple of feet away. There was nothing there but exposed wires and a loose ceiling tile. When I asked her what she was looking at, she immediately snapped back to her computer and responded by saying she wasn't looking at anything. 
Having observed her behavior for the last couple of months, it became pretty clear to me that Gwen might be one of those people who can see things that other people can't. My suspicions became clear when I overheard a conversation between Saucy and Gwen. They were talking about weird and strange things that have happened between them. You know, weird, creepy stuff they might have experienced. Saucy thinks he's seen an alien. Gwen doesn't think aliens exist. Saucy believes in Bigfoot. Gwen finds that hard to believe. Saucy asks if Gwen has seen anything at all. Gwen paused and looked down and away and muttered something. I could tell Saucy didn't hear what she said because he got distracted by another co-worker asking him for a favor. But I heard her say it. And when she turned around and saw me, she knew I heard her too. I knew exactly what she said. Shadow people. I sat back down in my cubicle and decided to give her a call. Hello? Hey. I could hear her trying to come up with something to say and she was stumbling for words. Gwen, it's okay. I, I, I've seen them too. You're just making fun of me. No, I swear I've seen them. I've talked to people who have seen them and I just, I just want to know what happened with you. You know, nothing happened. Sunshine and roses all day for me. Gwen has arguably one of the most sarcastic sense of humor I have ever come across. It's absolutely wonderful, but I knew she was deflecting, and I didn't understand why, so I had to get her to open up to me. Gwen, I'm not kidding. When I was young, I'm pretty sure I saw one, and it has haunted me ever since. Every night before I sleep, I wonder if I'll see one again. Please, I, I just need to know that I'm not alone here. Okay. I'll tell you what happened. I wasn't prepared for what she said next. You know that feeling, right? You wake up in the dead of the night, and it's really quiet, and it's just like the hum of the fan, and the breeze, and it's hitting your skin. And you're just barely awake, but you feel it. You feel a presence, something watching you. So you try to lay very, very still. And slowly, ever so slowly, you try to open your eyes, but it's dark and you can't see anything. But what's there? Then you're wondering, should I move? And you start to search, looking around as your eyes adjust. You don't see anything. It's just your imagination playing tricks on you. But I see something. I see it. There, in the left corner of my bedroom. And he stands there. Doesn't move. He just... lurks. It's a figure, a silhouette. Staticky. Tall somewhat slender and he just lurks he's waiting for me to move and that was it 
he wasn't going away and I wasn't going to move. And so I think I fell back asleep. Oh my God. I feel like you need to bless your place with sage or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He comes back pretty often. Something tells me that's not the only weird thing you've experienced. And you'd be right. These weird things, they just happen to me all the time. Thanks for telling me, Gwen. I had a feeling that I made a connection with her after she told me about her experience. She looked like a tremendous weight had been lifted off her shoulders when she told me. Throughout the day, she started smiling more and generally kept herself productive throughout the day. Gwen leaves an hour before me, but right before she did, she gave me a quick call. Hey. Hey, what's up? You know, I think there's one more thing I might need to tell you. What's that? So, the other night, the shadow man, he, um, well, he entered my dream. And in it, he's standing there. And he's just looking towards me. He's waiting. He's waiting for me to do something. I think, to make a move of some sort. And it's so creepy and it's scary and I don't want to do what he wants me to do. And so I try to wake up and I know that it's a dream and that I shouldn't be there. And the shadow man, he's, he's still talking and he's speaking, but I can't hear the words. And then all of a sudden, a hand, it grabs my arm out of nowhere, and I can see my body. I'm, I'm looking down at it, and I need to get to it, but this hand has a really tight grip on my arm, and it's attached to this old witch lady, and she's, she's yelling at me, and she's screaming, and she's telling me that I can't leave, and she's saying it over and over and louder and louder, and then I wake up. And I'm not laying in my bed. I'm standing where the shadow man stands. And I remembered what the shadow man wanted me to do. I spent the rest of the day trying to figure out what Gwen meant by that. When I came home from work, I turned on all the lights and tried to watch something funny to keep my mind occupied off of the reality of shadow people. Because if you don't think about it and you forget that they're there, nothing bad happens to you, right? And that does it for episode two of This Cubicle Life. I want to thank Natalia Kuna for being a part of this podcast and Guinevere for sharing her story. If you want to learn more information regarding shadow people and other related information, you can reach Natalia Kuna at her website. I'll let her take it away. 
For those of you who would like to learn more about uh, different kinds of techniques and tools you can use to protect yourself, your home, your family, or to banish away uh, these shadow people or negative entities or energies of any kind, then uh, you're welcome to visit my website nataliacorner.com.